Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe you are hearing our voices? I cannot believe you are hearing our voices. Why, it can't, is, why can't you believe it? It has been so long. Yes, it has. My stars. When's the last time we, we posted something? It's a couple weeks ago. I think it's more than a couple weeks. It might be a month by now. And I, we're not even in summer break. I'm, I'm just saying a couple weeks. It's, Ooh. you know, our sponsor has been um, not sponsoring us, which is time. Right. The sponsor time has <laughs> been lacking. They're struggling there, but Oof. we're glad to be back on air. And uh, we're accompanied by one of our fan favorites. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yes. I haven't used that button in a long time. We actually have an expert with us. Yes, we do. <laughs> She's going to legitimize our episode today. Usually when we bring other people on, they're experts, but you know. We're happy to have an expert, especially today. We're going to be dealing with a tough topic. That's right. Um, so, but before we get into that, I just want to say, how's how's everyone doing? Doing all right. That is PJ. You've been listening to. Yeah, this is yeah. PK here. Oh, I even and forgot how to do our own podcast. <laughs> You're fine. You're listening to Diversity on Hill podcast, <laughs> and we have Justina Rome with us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, I'm doing well. I'm happy that we're back together, and I'm glad that we brought Justina back on. We had promised our listeners that we would. So here she is. It is a pleasure to be back. JR is back in the room. Yeah. yeah, she remembers <laughs> it. Yeah. JR, there you go. Let's go. Mm. I Did like you guys it. ever, I mean, are you old enough to remember the who shot JR thing? Yes, you right. remember us talking about that last time. PJ. Did we? Yes, man, we I don't did. even remember. Her memory's yeah. so great. Yeah. Oh, mine's man. terrible, especially when I've been out of this for a month. Look, we know you've been busy. I just want to know how old you guys are. Like, he doesn't probably remember it. You're a baby. I don't remember who shot JR. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Did you even remember like the the the, the social like implication of that at the time? Like nope. back then when you watched TV, it was an event. Now everything's streaming, so no one has an like. There's o- the only thing that are events these days are sporting events. Fair point. Right. Everything else is not or concerts, right? Sure, but not everyone can go to those. You don't really show those on. That's true. Like TV was appointment mm-hmm. viewing. Yeah, it was. You'd have to kids. There was a day you couldn't miss it. Right. If you missed it, you hadn't you, you couldn't watch it That's unless right. you had an old VCR that recorded or no video on demand. And no video on demand. That's right. So there was no such thing as binging. You couldn't binge a show. No. Which was probably better for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever binged something? TV show? Yes. This is, this I is confess, confession. Time. I did. Yep. I Go I binged Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me what. I'll tell you what it was. I'm okay. not ashamed. All right. All right. I, all right, I binge right. watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air because. When I was growing up, it was one of those things where I missed episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, well, I just couldn't get to watch it. So I binge watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Just see, not, 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 not what, but have you ever been? I, I don't see you as a binger. Uh, no, really, I'm not. Mm. Books, that's my thing. Books, Ooh, books is your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. My husband has told me he's got to get a grip on this. <laughs> he's got to get a grip on this. <laughs> he's got a grip. Not you, Larry. We okay. love you, Larry. We love you. It's all right. All right, all right. <laughs> so, so the books make him jealous that you spend so much time with I them. I spend a lot of time <laughs> in books. Yes, yes. Wow. That's good. Usually, book. Do you, hey, let me ask you this though: Do books sometimes get a free pass because they're books? I do think so. Absolutely. Because you know, books because can be learning. just as bad. 
Oh, wait, 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 not always. Now you are because you're, you're a professional. <laughs> but I know, so my wife, as when she she's a bookworm, and she'll just read and read and read and read and love to read. And my son Jonah loves to read, mm-hmm. read, read, read. Mm-hmm. And he'll get away with more because he's reading. But if he was on a device, he'd be like, what do you get off that device and do something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. book, it could be the same content, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just on the screen, because it's on a book. He gets a free pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know my, what I'm saying? My wife is also a bookworm, and mm. my oldest is a bookworm, and they too spend a lot of time reading, and good for them. So, Jacina. <laughs> That's interesting because my yeah. oldest is a bookworm too. Oh, there you go. Well, my she, son's she? the youngest. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh okay. My yeah, oldest okay. daughter, she used to be big into reading, now she's not as much. Yeah. Um, no, my youngest is not. She's not into gotcha. reading like our, that. Our young, my, my son, who's the youngest, loves it. But like I said, I feel like sometimes you get a free pass. But wait, wait, you know, my youngest, she likes comics. So if she can read, com- not, not, not the superhero comics. Comics don't get a free not, pass. Not like that, no. It's more like Babysitter's Club and mm-hmm. that kind of, those kind of comic books. It's babysitter, that's not a comic. Yeah, it is. They have Babysitter Club. Com- I mean, look. Is that an actual book? Okay, your, your daughter's older man, uh, than mine. Yeah, mine. Mine is 10. So she, she has, I think it's Babysitter's Club. But anyhow, point and is. Babysitter's Club could have evolved. We just know about books. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe it evolved yeah, to yeah. comics. Yeah. Okay, knows, I got you. But yeah, so there, mm-hmm. it was, it's comic, and she loves those. And she's doing a little better, reading, exploring more things now that she's uh, progressing a little bit more in, in school. But um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you, so what would we call a bookworm, right? There's no really like a, you can't say a book binger. Sure, you can binge on books. Yeah. They usually call him a bookworm. We already have a title for it. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Well, binging well, has a negative connotation, though, to it. Because right. drinking, right, binging, right. And binge eating, right. binge watching, which it's usually if you're binge watching, it's usually not a great thing. Right. Well, uh, hey, listeners, I'm tell gonna, us if you binge watch and what you binge watch at Diverse on the Hill. Only if it's appropriate. Don't, t- don't <laughs> tell me the bad stuff. I don't want to know. I don't want to so judge you. You can also reach PJ at, <laughs> at IG <laughs> at Diversity on the Hill and Diversity's with the C. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, but I just want to make sure to put that plug in there because we want to hear from our listeners. And um, at the same time, man, this is so great to yeah, be able to, good to be talking to talk again. about something. All right. <laughs> Though this one's going to be a little bit, a little bit of a tough topic, but we need to talk about it. Something that we've told you we were is been on the schedule for a long time. We yes, finally got the schedules together. Mm-hmm. So just right after this break, we will go on the hill. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yes, that was a really long break. It, it, it felt like it just because it, it's been a while since we've been talking. Oh yeah, just like, what are you guys talking about, <laughs> dummies? <laughs> Why are you even pretending that that was a long break? He's talking. It was literally about five seconds. We're yeah. just giving you a look <laughs> behind, behind, the, behind, behind the, curtain. the curtain. All right, so this week, folks, we are going to be talking about mental health, but more specifically, we are going to be talking about suicide. Uh, unfortunately, in our community, mm. we have had. Our, our fair share of it. Now, when we say community, we're talking about Adventist community, right? Adventist community and or local George, community. George Cumberland. Yeah, George Cumberland, yeah. our conference community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we are church family. So in reality, you know, I believe in the scripture says that when, when a fellow cries, you should cry with them. Amen. Mm-hmm. When they rejoice, you should rejoice with them. Absolutely. Something that we don't, we're not as good at doing. And maybe if we were better at that, maybe I'm jumping to the end already. So let's not do that. <laughs> okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so we we really need to talk about this and in, in, in dive into it a little bit because in our community we've had we've had our fair share of that recently and it's 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 been devastating. Yes, yes, it has. it's been devastating and and it's been young people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. old people. Mm-hmm. That's correct. We've had we've had the gamut, so it's not like I almost feel like we're in a little bit of a I don't know pandemic stage <laughs> right. of of this and yeah. i don't know how you feel about no, absolutely. it absolutely this is what i was told so when um we were kind of midway through the um covid pandemic right mm-hmm. so that's covid-19 mm-hmm. that's, that's um dub it that way um and a social worker uh that was volunteering the youth department before uh, not justina another one uh told me that the next pandemic was going to be a mental health one mm. And she was like, just be on the lookout because you want to make sure that you're caring for the kids' mental health. Mm. And um, this is exactly what I'm seeing unfold right now. So uh, I didn't know what it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't say I was necessarily ready mm-hmm. for what it was going to look like. But can um, you ever be ready? <laughs> it's a great point. Um, but it, it has been... It, it doesn't shock me, but what it was shocked me. It, I don't know if that makes any sense. So I, it didn't shock me that we started having an uptick in mental health challenges. What shocked me was that people were going to start completing suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the other side to it. Go ahead, Jacine. I think we have to consider, too, it may have not been an uptake. It may have just been more silent. Oh, God. And then because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it kind of opened up the door because people had to be isolative. And so what we know to be true about depression is that the more you isolate, Mm -hmm. the more severe the depression becomes because really the antidote to depression is connection. Mm. That's deep. Connection. So let me ask you this, though. We've been, at least in this community, locally we've been out of the covid stage for i would say a little while out of the isolation yes, portion isolation. what covid oh, <laughs> well sorry, sorry, we are in tennessee and georgia so <laughs> sorry sorry in georgia it lasted <laughs> about one that. month <laughs> tennessee i think it lasted it didn't uh, get here only only the big cities it got into i'm just messing um, go ahead go ahead yeah, it's kind of true um so there wasn't as much isolation because i do remember hearing during the pandemic oh there uh, there was an uptick in suicides mm-hmm. but but th- it seemed to be outside of the community that I was aware of. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And and in all honesty, I'll be honest, COVID was probably pretty good for me and my family mental health. We Same. were together. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. We were, we were, I wasn't busy. I was at home. Yes, yes, yes. So for me, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It was a big deal for me, though. Uh, at least the beginning part. Uh, I remember I used to have so many Zoom meetings. I it was it was it yeah was well i had me. a trick to zoom meetings that helped me out but that, i won't that, talk about awesome. that no, publicly. The, no need to no need to confess <laughs> but but the point was for me it was rough at the beginning and then gradually as i started getting a hold of and hang of it and still able to uh properly minister to the mm. youth yeah then it actually turned into wow this is really nice to be able to to exercise more regularly to be with my family yeah. more mm-hmm. regularly mm-hmm. you know all of that yeah. to the point that now the girls are like dad you gotta go again yeah. You know, and to have that really feels like, wow, I, I thank God for that. And we're like, man, do we need another pandemic? No, no let me stop. Let me stop. We'll go ahead. Wait, wait. So, so getting back to the point, we, we've been away from isolation for a few couple years now. But we seem like at least in this community to have be having an uptick in the suicidal kind of tendencies. 
And so that's got me a little perplexed because I would expect them when we were in isolation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so is this a delayed reaction to that isolation, do you think? Or is there something else going on? Is there, I, I don't know, where they may be, maybe now we're getting back to regular life and some of these kids aren't, or, or not, they're not just kids, they're adults, aren't adjusting back to, to the norm. I say that in quotations. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or is it like, we don't know. And we just kind of have to take it case by case because it surprised me that it's a couple years after the isolation mm -hmm. that we're seeing mm -hmm. these issues. Right. Mm -hmm. I expected it like maybe during isolation or right after it, mm -hmm. but it seems like we're in our, and are we really, I guess here's another question. Well, you asked her like five. Yeah, so I, know. I don't know. If she's all right, let's start there. Let's start there. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> so, Justina, go I ahead. Think, I think um, you have actually wonderful questions, um, especially because logically mm -hmm. it just seems like we should have seen it mm. um, closer to the isolation state or like you said, right after. Um, but we are getting this kind of fallout at, it's been what, a year, two years after. Mm -hmm. um, so, there could be a lot of factors. I think you just named a lot of factors that can be contributing. So I don't know if we could really kind of nail down one mm -hmm. and say, or two and say, yeah, these are the real, you know, primary factors that's probably contributing to that. I think that it's kind of a lot of a combination of things that could be contributing to. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the problem with sometimes mental health is yeah. yes, there's yes, not, there's yes. not a one size fits all. Yes. Correct. Correct. And that perhaps that's why we miss some of it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, could it be that that also uh, taking what you're sharing, what you're sharing, there were other stressors and mm. other things mm. that played and factors that played into um, mental health challenges. Right. And then could could COVID-19 and being isolated, some people in good situations with their families and others in not so good situations with their families. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that kind of an incubator for this where it may have just brought more to light or fast-tracked maybe some of the issues that were present. Could that be part of that? Maybe? I don't know. I know one other thing that I noticed um, during COVID-19, um, especially in the mental health field, we kept hearing over and over that um, not so much um, incidences of depression, but anxiety was something that was really increased. A lot of people were seeking out mental health services mm -hmm. for anxiety gotcha. during that time. So it would be interesting to me, piggybacking off of PJ, mm -hmm. just to really kind of maybe have a little bit more clarity on how anxiety may be played out okay. mm. and being a contributing factor, you know, these two years or so after the pandemic. Right. Here's, a, here's another factor that I feel like is played into it, which a lot of people... So during, during uh, COVID, a couple other things happened, right? We had political unrest. Yes, we did. We had yes. social yes, yes, unrest. Yes, yes, yes. And then we had the pandemic unrest. Correct. And uh, with all those unrests, no one seemed to agree. Right? Yeah. There was yeah. so much conflict. There was. There was. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if some of that conflict is like, wait, I don't know how to deal with things because no one gets along. If I say something, they're going to disagree with me. Like there seemed to be no one. We or, weren't working together. Or I'm going to be politically incorrect. And so exactly. I have to be so sensitive about what I say versus what I don't mm. say. Ooh. And that creates a lot of pressure. You know, yeah. what's okay versus what's not okay when we didn't really operate as much 
like that before the political issues and the social justice issues really came to such a forefront during the mm-hmm. pandemic. I mean, we had three major things going on. Huge PJ, you thing. had, that's a very good point. So, so that takes me to that whole concept that uh, you shared earlier, right? Um, that connection is what helps with depression. It's an mm-hmm. antidote. Right? Yes, it is. But then here's the thing. We were disconnecting. No, yes. no. Well, yes, we were yes. disconnecting. However, we were more connected through social media. Oh, that was my next part, though. So so then <laughs> I'm thinking that connection through social media, which we said is challenging because it's not true connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a real. Those aren't your real authentic. friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. These people are not people that you interact with outside where you can be empathetic when you're sitting in front of the person and getting their feelings and and getting a feel for the room and all that situation. Then you start to see what people really think. And people have more courage when they're hiding behind a screen mm-hmm. versus sitting in front mm-hmm. of somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So when you add that, those elements, you can feel connected through social media, but you're really truly disconnected still. And it widened the gap when everyone was disagreeing. Or, yeah, it did widen the gap. Or here's the other portion of that. Let's not go with the disagreeing. Let's say they went to social media for connection. Mm. And let, mm. so during the pandemic, what ended up happening? We got on our screens a lot more, didn't we? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You think... Yeah. You think those young people were like, they were TikToking. Sure. That, mm-hmm. that exploded during this time. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. They mm-hmm. were, you know, they were Snapchatting. They were texting. They were, you know, school was Zooming. So what ends up happening in social media is that most of the time you do one of two things. You either post the most positive thing, mm-hmm. which then means, wait, my life isn't going that way. How are they doing so well in the pandemic? So one of two things happens. Either it's super positive and you're like, oh, man, my life's not like that. Right. You start comparing, as we talked about before. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it gets super negative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's not like the natural nice middle when you actually talk to someone. Because when we have a conversation, we'll have our ups and downs, but we always come back to the middle and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, awesome, nice talking to you. But, yeah. you know, sometimes we'll fight and sometimes we'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that social media and then... They're so inundated with the social media. And mm-hmm. then when life comes back to normal, yeah, yeah. in quotations, right. they don't have as much, as much social media. Or connection. Or they're or, still relying on that yeah. social media. I don't know. I think, that, I think the pandemic almost exploded our... But does our society really support normality? I don't even know what normal is. Right. Please, please so there's a book that, that I'm reading called Myth of Normal by Dr. Nice. Gabriel Matt. You would be reading. Uh-huh. <laughs> does she, that, does she's that, legitimizing our podcast. Does that Stop come it. in YouTube form for me? Stop being belligerent <laughs> with our guest. <laughs> I'm just saying I need a YouTube version of it. We want JR back. Come on. <laughs> I agree. Um, I would like the YouTube version but too. But anyways, his but. point is um, just so profound that the way we are socialized to be normal as society absolutely creates a abnormal way to live. So we are socialized to be people connected to people, groups of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if we think about biblical times, Mm -hmm. okay. Cousins, nephews, uncles, aunts, they all lived 
right there together mm-hmm. you know right right mm-hmm. right that was the concept of the family that was a it concept ex- of family right. and we have become so isolative not just because of the pandemic but mm. just in our everyday life where there uh, is not that handoff to that kid that grandmom or that because she doesn't live in your community uh, she's two or three yeah. hours away sometimes 10 hours away there's mm-hmm. not that can i mean i know a lot of families even in our community that moved here for education and they don't have because of our educational system and they don't have that flow family um, that community that community exactly to be able to seek support seek that help um we live in our neighborhoods people don't know their neighbor Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. people well, don't. I mean, don't look they at me don't. like that because um, <laughs> that's hitting close to home, you know. <laughs> Whereas we are designed to be able to support one another, reach out, have those very intimate relationships with people in our social network. Right. So mm-hmm. I think even just as a society, we have just gotten isolative mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over the years to the point where I think that's also a contributor to our mental health issues that continue to be on the rise. And and, wow. and that isolation has gone into church and even yes. church doctrine, by the way. Sure, sure. Because... Often you hear, no, no, this is my personal relationship with Jesus. Oh, wow. My personal oh, relationship. Wow. Don't careful, tell no, me. No, and here's the thing. We've lost the community of church by making by making the gospel so individualistic. Yes, but you know you there, know where we I'll go ahead and finish and then I'll tell you There is an individualistic there. portion of it. Yeah. But, it, but God calls us to community. He Amen. says you are part of the bo- body of Christ. Correct. Not you're you're a single person over here. Great, yeah. you're in a relationship. No, he calls you into a body. He calls you into community. Yes. And sure, we don't maybe don't have those family things. And 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 this is why the pandemic and all these things and the social things and the and the divisiveness. Our churches are divisive mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk politics in church and sure. tell me mm-hmm. where that goes. Mm-hmm. Sure, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. and we don't. And the problem is, is we're not coming back to the center, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. And this is and this is part of it, right? Uh, so where did the individualism come? Yeah, well, it came from that text that says, you know, you need to uh, work out your salvation your own salvation with mm-hmm. fear and trembling, mm-hmm. right? So now it's like, okay, I need to work on my own salvation. So I'm so busy focusing on me, right? But and at the end of the day, we're told, though, you cannot fulfill the law, right, without loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That is also said in there. And this that, that whole thing is talking about the community that we're invited to be a part of, right? And, and you go back to that whole text about the whole body of Christ and that whole concept of, the eye isn't more important than the foot or mm-hmm. the hand mm-hmm. or, you know, anything of that sort. We all play our own role. And then I go back to what Jacina said, which is it takes a village. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. And we need each other, even in this Christian walk, which then also we're told, don't forget to meet with one another. Mm. So they were already facing this challenge before. Right. And they yep. were told, don't forget to meet with one another. Which is interesting because that actually came from a culture that was more integrated. Correct. Like it's more the Western modern culture. It is the Western. That has mm-hmm. been more individualized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. the church has become more Western. iPhone. What? iPad. Oh, oh, oh I, I. It's about me. Yeah. Right? I, I, I. <laughs> I see what you did there. Look at her. Oh, yeah. I love it, JR. Well, thanks for legitimizing this. I just fist bumped Which, which it, brings me back Because you can't see what's happening over here. Anyways, All go right. ahead, PJ. All right. So anyways, let, let's go, let's go into, let's go into a little bit more. Let's, let's go more into this, 
the the suicide portion of this because mm-hmm. okay. we know that mental health has gone that. Justina, this is kind of where we need your help because obviously we all struggle with with this concept. How do we deal with it? What are some things we can do? Um, what are some things we should be looking for? How do we address mental health in such a way that we can pull kids away from suicidal ideation, pull them away from, and, and, or, or maybe help them cope with these things? I mean, if someone's listening to this and has had thoughts, mm-hmm. what kind of advice do we have for them? Because, I mean, this, this, is, this is at the root. We need to be... I can't be losing more people. Yeah. You know, how, how do we help? What are some practical steps? I mean, give us something. Well, we first don't need to be afraid to call it what it is. Mm. I think a lot of times we become anxious about talking about suicide. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of go around the bush versus being direct mm. about whether or not people are really experiencing the ideation Mm -hmm. um are they experiencing thoughts of wanting to die okay Mm -hmm. being able to have a direct conversation if we have any inkling that this may be going on do you have a plan a lot of times we want to ask that question because it makes us anxious inside Mm -hmm. because then we've Mm -hmm. got to do something right right right, to know Mm -hmm. the truth Mm -hmm. right right right. Mm -hmm. and so then we have a crisis on our hand and then a lot of times we don't feel prepared like Kirsty was saying are you ever prepared no you're not you're not you cannot get prepared for something like that yes you can have some information yes but especially if it's someone that you know personally um your own emotions are going to come into play as you're having this very serious conversation so i think the first thing is we can't be fearful about having the conversation if we have any indication that someone may be experiencing some ideation so i heard that that having um like if we start having conversations about it, it's not going to encourage someone. It is not. That right? is a myth. That, that okay, is so a that myth. is a myth. Good. I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. we put that out there. Mm-hmm. Then my second point to that then is could some of that impact of not wanting to have the conversation is because of the negative uh, rap suicide gets. Now, now, let, now, let me explain this. Suicide is not good. It's not the answer. We don't feel that way. Right. But. We often refer to suicide, they committed suicide, right? right? It's like you committed a crime kind of situation, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, and and does that kind of wordplay also make people think, well, I'm having the wrong ideas, wrong thoughts, I better not talk about it. Because oftentimes when we sin, we want to hide it. Yes. Yes. Right? Isn't that like naturally what Adam and Eve did? Like when they sinned, they they went and they hid, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. So the concept is if I'm having these thoughts... Instead of treating it like you're sinning because you're having the ideation, actually turn around and talk about it and get the help that you need. And don't just think, oh, well, this is wrong. I shouldn't even think this. Does that does that make any it sense? It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And I also think that um, and I'm going to be a little transparent here that um, we also have given a message that heaven is not. Uh, option for you if you die by suicide right 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 fair said so i think that's a contributing factor too which probably also contributes to people not being as open right right. um to talking about it because they feel like okay i'm doomed um if i share this then my pastor's not gonna you know Mm -hmm, it's gonna mm -hmm. you know i'm cursed i'm not gonna be able to be in heaven this kind of a thing so i think um 
as a Christian body, you know, we do have to consider that that message has been sent to people. Right. And that it can be a barrier for right. people being open. And that's where I was going. Right. And, and let me re- restate this. We are not telling you that suicide is the answer. And we're not saying that um, only because heaven could potentially be an option for you after that, that you should turn to that. That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is if you're having these ideations, please, please talk to somebody. Yes. Reach out yes. to somebody. Yes. There are people around you that care about you enough, that love you enough, that want to come alongside you and help you with whatever you need. And let me just say this, Curcio. I remember sitting in a, I think it was a follow, we'll call it a follow-up that sure. you did with um, College Dell Academy students oh, um, right, right, right. and Sabbath school after we did have a young person die by suicide. And right. I think you did a wonderful job of addressing the heaven aspect that we were just talking about when you said it is not our job to judge. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the judge of who is and who is not because he knows the heart. He knows the heart. And so I just want to emphasize that we are not to judge who's going to be in heaven and who's not going to be in heaven due Mm -hmm. to maybe some of their behaviors here on earth. That's right. That is up to Jesus to do. We need to take that responsibility off of ourselves. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Justina. I, I I do want to, I always, you know, I'm, I'm always one that thinks about things in ways. And then I, I want to make sure I'm not. Like, <laughs> you got to see his face. Yeah. Dear ones. Yeah. He's, well, he's just deep in thought. Right. I love it. No, <laughs> he's good. Well, he's really contemplating. He yeah, is yeah. contemplating. How's he going to word this? Go ahead. So I want to word it in a way that if, if you're thinking about suicide, there, there's some things that, you know, that, that stood out to me. First off is isolation. Yes, mm, yes, 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 yes. You yes. feel isolated for some reason. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the devil works mm-hmm, his best work mm-hmm. in isolation. It's a strategy. Amen. It's a strategy. That's, that's why right. he isolated Adam and Eve yes. in the garden. Yeah, that's yes. a good word. Right? Yes. That's a good word. He isolated them so that he could work on them one on one and he knew he knew. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He tried to isolate Jesus. Mm-hmm. In the wilderness. But Jesus oh, was yeah. right. but Jesus mm-hmm. was with his father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Um so realize that you may feel isolated. There is someone. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is someone. Reach out to someone if you feel this. Do not isolate yourself. Amen. That's right. That is so dangerous. And I also want to say, I also want to say this. The feeling of taking your life, while it does not damn you, it is also not from God. Mm-hmm. The devil mm-hmm. wants you to take your life. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Well, the right? Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, right. and destroy. He's there you to go. Mm-hmm. There you go. God gives life. Yes. But I don't yes. want you to misunderstand and say, "Hey, oh, my friend took his life," which means the devil won. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to make sure that you know that, like like you said, I want to reiterate the fact we don't know their salvation issue. That's right. We right. don't know mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. Lord is going to mm-hmm. take into consideration mm-hmm. His grace That's or right. what they thought right before. That's and those right. kind of things. That's right. But I do want to say that thought is of the devil. He yes. wants you to take your life. The Lord wants you to live. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. And have it abundantly. And right. so I'm making sure I want to say that those are the things out. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you pointed that out because I want to piggyback on this just real quick point, which is, yes, salvation is of the Lord. We don't have to judge. That's not on us. I did tell the young people as well. Listen, you don't want to play craps with God. Uh, craps is like when you roll the dice. I don't know what that is because I'm an Adventist. That's all right. And apparently what you said is something of. Well, you can be an Adventist (laughs) and I'll be the heathen because God came to save sinners like me. All right. So the idea is this. (laughs) You don't want to play. All right. Like 
You don't want to gamble. The guessing game. No, gamble. That's the word. That's the word. Thank you. You don't want to gamble with right. God, right? That's and I'm not saying that God isn't going <laughs> to... He wants to err on the side of saving you. Like, oh, let's, oh, let's, definitely. let's call it for what it oh, is. definitely. But you don't have to mess with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't. Just don't. And, and Justina, can we talk a little bit about the... I mean, you've probably known a lot more people and had, had interactions with people who have gone through these things and come through the other side. Right. Because you, you deal with more counseling than right. we do. And especially in these... Can you speak to the fact that, at least in, in, in my, in the few experiences I've had, when people come through it, they realize the joy of life eventually, right? Like, the, there's a darkness, but... There is a darkness. Mm -hmm. there, is, there is hope beyond the darkness, right? The, it is not an unsurmountable thing, and that's the problem with, with suicide, is that sometimes they think, this is insurmountable. It's I've been dealing it with, with two or three years. Yeah. But there is hope. There is hope. Well, we also need, have to realize that depression can get us into a place where we don't see mm. any options. Right. Okay. Mm. And when we're isolative, there's nothing else external coming into our brains to help us see anything different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're almost out of your mind when you are in a place where you're having these type of ideations because the only thing that's speaking to you at that point is your own thoughts. Right. Okay. Mm. There's nothing else that's penetrating at that time to to give you other options mm -hmm. um and so you really do feel that this is your only option to mm -hmm. stop the pain because that's what i hear all the time it's not about really wanting to die it just really is about i'm in so much emotional pain i just can't take another minute of it i want relief i want mm -hmm. it to stop now mm -hmm. so 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 I'm glad you brought this because it took me to our off air conversation, right? Which I want to bring on air, which we were saying that part of these challenges that the kids are facing is it really boils down to their inability to cope. Yes. Yes. So if we're talking about and addressing this, this idea of pain for yes, them, right? Yes. What are some coping tools, right? Mechanisms or uh, resources that we can offer our listeners to say, Hey, look there, you can try this. Like, how, what are what are some ways to cope? I guess I, I guess would be strategies. the easiest way. Strategies. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um, now those those strategies do um, pertain to people's individual sure. Okay. Um, uh, likes, dislikes, those kinds of things. Um, but just um, thinking about it from a generalized perspective. Sure. Sure. Um, I think people definitely have to have somebody that they connect to. I think that is critically important to be able to, and PJ kind of brought that up, find somebody. Okay. Right, right. Um, connection is always going to be your, needs to be your first strategy. Find someone that you can share and be vulnerable with knowing that you're going to get support. And that may even come from a hotline. Okay, so I don't know if you guys wow. have heard about the federal okay. hotline that just started for suicide um, um, crisis line nine eight eight. Okay, um, nine eight. So we, you know, we have nine one one for emergencies. Yeah. Um, so nine eight eight is the mental health emergency hotline. That's a federal thing. Um, it is here in Tennessee, and um, we are actually utilizing it. I heard just uh, last week Memphis is being um is utilizing it quite a bit so you mean federal is that also like that so comes georgia, from the government so georgia can call that number everybody as long as it's in your staff so it's a federal line from the government but the states have to manage it so the states have to hire the staff and all of that okay um so i'm not sure what all states have actually gone to those next steps but i know it's in tennessee i do know that 
988 is that number. So first of all, trying to find someone. And like I said, it could just be one of those lines where you have a listening ear for someone who's supportive because these people are trained. Um, If you can't find someone in your, you know, normal community or your social network, uh, number one. Number two, um, trying to um, identify things that you enjoy um, is another one, um, whether it's running or walking or um, watching movies, something that can kind of distract you Mm -hmm. from those thoughts. Um, and then I also would say, um, music is another one that I know a lot of people use, young people use as a distraction, um, from those thoughts, because the more you think about them, the more severe. They as long become. as it's healthy music. There's some yeah, music out some there music that is, yeah, it. that's true. It's some music that feeds it. You're right. You're right. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So music that's uplifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and so, um, those are some of the strategies that, um, definitely could be utilized by you know, anybody, um, just to find things that you enjoy and engage in those things. Um, try to find connection. Um, Mm -hmm. even it fits through a hotline. Sure. Um, and, um, Kirstie, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, thanks for bringing that up. I will try to put that on the description, uh, the 988 line. And also Mm -hmm. it's the, the website is, uh, FCC.gov and then slash 988. If you want to read a little bit more about it, they have a video that can talk more about it as well. But I, I want to talk about one of the coping me- mechanisms. You said music, right? I don't want us to go down too too much of a rabbit hole on this. But uh, growing up as an Adventist, we were very uh, hymn focused. Yes. Right. Yes. And and some hymns are a little more uplifting mm-hmm. than others. Um, others, as colorful it is, can feel like a drag at times. Right. So so there's that debate for someone who may be struggling with that whole. Well, I don't want to listen to this kind of music because it's not really christian because it doesn't have this kind of rhythm or whatever i heard through my therapist right that sometimes you need to have that upbeat music just to just to help you with your mood absolutely so 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 would would it be okay to say hey look we prefer that you listen to christian music we prefer that whatever words are coming through that song even though it's upbeat may draw you closer to god right and and speak positivity into you but i know of songs that have positive messages that mm-hmm. are specifically to help people who are facing uh, uh depression mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily christian but look if that helps you please understand that God isn't requiring you to just listen to hymns. You know, there's Christian upbeat music. Absolutely. Okay. I know right. I'm just, I'm I'm just, just saying. saying. I, I mean, I can, I can give you I some stuff that, if you need but, some help. <laughs> but I was just saying. I mean, no, no, no. I got I some good saying, stuff. No, no, listen. I'm, I'm not going to promote it. So how about Christian rap? What? Oh, <laughs> let's go. I just high-fived Jacina. So the idea is this. Now, 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 mind you, I'm not going to get into my whole perspective of music. But the, but the idea is this, guys. Yes. yes. <laughs> Make sure to get the help that you need. Even if it's outside of what you've understood all of your life. Yes. Yes. Because this is not a conversation that has been openly addressed all of your life. As a matter of fact, in some cases, as it was for mine, growing up, this was kind of taboo. And what we're saying, the best way to deal with these things is bring it into the light. Mm. Don't hide it. Address it. Yes, yes, yes. And I have some um, even Christian clients who have a playlist. Mm -hmm. 
And so they have a go-to when it just a little bit about music, when they are having a hard time and they're struggling, that they already have something that they can just pull from versus having to think about it. Um, Because it can be more challenging when you're in a depressive state to actually pull something together versus already having it on your phone and all you need to do is hit a button and it will, you know, um, go right to it and be what you need at that time, hopefully. Yeah. Something, Something I want to address is the prayer issue. Okay. Prayer is a coping mechanism. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes it's been used as well. Just pray. You're not praying enough. Oh, yes. it was weaponized. now. Now let me yeah. let me say yeah. this. It's probably true you're not praying enough because none of us pray enough. Fair point. I'll go there. Fair point. But I also need to, I also need to bring this out. Sometimes people pray, and God has already given them the answer. They're just not reaching out. Sometimes we have the support around us. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for that magic bullet. Just, just help me, Lord, and may the Holy Spirit just make me happy. Mm-hmm. When we, when, but we're not seeking out the connections. Right. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, when we pray, God has given us the answer, and we need to look around us, right? Mm-hmm. And look at the coping mechanisms that he's given around us, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it, what I mean, you're also saying is don't wait until it's too late. To try to reach out for help, either is no, that what you're saying? Out, even if you're so, I'm just saying in the past, I mean, if you if you're depressed, pray and the Lord will fix you. Yeah, but He also supplies other things. Yeah, yeah. All right, I agree. Mm-hmm. One million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. What I'm saying is, if I'm praying about I'm depression and you're sitting right in front of me and I don't reach out to you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lord is saying, "Hey, listen, hey, Kirsty was right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, the, your parents are right in front of you. I, I've supplied these things." You know, yeah. Now, is there some onus also on those who are watching, right? Because oh, maybe sure. the person that's depressed doesn't want to reach out. Mm-hmm, They're like, I sure. don't feel like reaching out, mm-hmm. right? They depression be definitely able- does that. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so then it, it's onus on us to be aware of my neighbor. This is going back to that whole it takes a community in a village. If I'm sitting in front of you and I see that you look like you're struggling, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I need to reach out Have to you. Have a sidebar. No, right. Not maybe. Say, you should. You should. Right, There's no right. maybes. There's no maybes. Sure, sure. And I'm saying as Christians, that is also our responsibility to care for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and I'm going to go to a story that maybe is, it not maybe, it's not apples to apples. But think about the Good, the, the good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Right? He saw somebody who was hurting. In need. Mm-hmm. And in need. Mm-hmm. And he helped him. Right. And that's that same concept. If you find somebody in need, help them. Exactly. Well, they and t- know what to look for. Yeah. What should they be looking for? What Christina? should they be looking for? <laughs> yes. Help us tell out, us. JR. Yes. All right. Awesome. That's why you're that's why you're here. <laughs> so first of all, um, a lot of times we um, especially let's talk about teenagers. OK, because okay. that's the group that you all really minister to. Um, so. um Lack of participation in things that you know that they used to enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one for teenagers. They do start to kind of pull away from the things because teenagers developmentally want to be with their friends. They want to be with their social connection. Right, okay? right. So if you see a lack of participation, you hadn't seen this youth in three weeks from whatever the, you know, the group or the gathering or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna keep my eye on that. Okay, right, right, right. Um, having challenges academically, you start to see some decline in their grades and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Okay, mm-hmm. um, also changes in um, appetite, changes in sleep. They come and they're tired all the time. Okay, okay. Um, when you see them, it's like they're not getting en- enough sleep. Low energy. They barely can make it. Um, when you knew it, previously, they were 
pretty, you know, upbeat and those kinds of things. So um, those are some things. Um, Also, um, less talkative, less willing to verbalize um, when you are engaging with them socially in a social Mm -hmm. setting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of off to themselves, not really sharing their thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. But previously, they had been pretty engaged. Got it. Um, so those are some of the things, especially with teens, that you can kind of give you an idea of maybe there's some things that we need to kind of follow up, do a little follow up. Sweet. Okay. And I'm glad you said that, do a little follow up, because some of those things are, you mentioned, are people becoming teenagers. Yes, <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> At least for their parents. Um, but anyways, no, if you see a marked difference, and that's great. We need to know kind of what to look for. Mm-hmm. But again, that also means that you have to have a relationship, have a relationship. with the people around right. you. Because how are you going to be able to identify half the things that Justina mentioned if you don't have any type of connection? Right. Right. It's just not going to happen. Go ahead. So, Justina, let let me ask you this question. So this is going off on a little part that can maybe seem seem a little weird as well. So there are people who have used the term suicide or have used the term mental health to get attention. Mm -hmm. I've known one or two Mm -hmm. who seemingly and i say it seemingly because i want you know you need to make sure that you're taking everything seriously but who have used those words kind of to keep you hostage Mm. and so is there a way to know the difference is there a way to be like hey uh, i don't know because you know i know of one person in particular who used it as a kind of attention getting thing and it was very frustrating because it almost desensitized you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to such a way that you're like, oh, this again? Mm-hmm. 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 And so how do we deal with that? I mean, to me, that's the scary part because to someone who's maybe seemingly using it for attention because there's never been any, you know, real plan or real thing, but... I don't know. Like that's one of those things where I can see people being desensitized or being like, "Oh, they're just they're just trying to get attention again." Like they're crying wolf. Yeah, in, in mm. essence, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think we have to stay away from judgment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stay right. away from judgment. It is not our call to judge okay. what's sure, really sure. going on. But if you do see a pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. and I always say that look for patterns. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It's people mm-hmm. I've seen patterns and not yes, just. Yes, a- yes, yes. So if you do see patterns of behavior, I don't think it is a problem to set boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. I mm-hmm. am not right. able to help you. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to say that. And you need some other support, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And help them identify some resources in the community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, okay, where they can get out the support. Once you have done that, you have taken care of your responsibility, okay? okay. You don't have to feel like you have to continue to get, um, um, as you used the word, um, kind of caught in feeling like you've got to fix or change or you know um engage that on a continuous basis Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so if it's a youth you know i I definitely would say this keeps coming up Mm 
Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for us to talk to your parents. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So engaged parents, first of all, and if it's, and if this, this is a safety issue. So Mm -hmm. you have a right to engage parents. Okay. Mm -hmm. So engaged parents say, this is my concern. This continues to be a pattern and then try to identify some community resources. Mm -hmm. And then your responsibility, I feel like has been fulfilled as the, um, the point of contact exactly because um then a professional needs to address what the core issue is mm-hmm. as to why they continue to use this mm-hmm. as a strategy to interact with people because that's what they're doing they're using that to keep you in a kind of an interactive right. place um but it can become very frustrating as you mentioned yeah. right, you know right. pj and it's not healthy because the more you're doing it, the more you're actually re, um, replicating that behavior. Right. If that makes and sense. And that's the scary part is because you mm-hmm. have to take it serious. You do. Right. Yes. You have to take yes. it serious. Every time. But if they keep using that same thing and, and there's not seemingly, once again, I, I try not to judge. Yes. But I'll be honest. There's, you see a there's at least one person that has shown me a pattern mm-hmm. that there's seemingly no immediate real danger. But you... But there's also that thing inside of you that's like, but what if I set that boundary and something happens? But that's not your responsibility because God has given us freedom of choice. And that's the thing we have to realize. um, And we're dealing with this very tough subject. It Mm -hmm, is very mm -hmm. tough. Mm. Is that people still have freedom of choice. Right, Right. Even if we have tried to wrap them around with a lot of support and they still to choose to do something that we've tried to prevent we can't choose that for them. Mm-hmm, we cannot. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that you have done your best to provide that support, they have a choice not to utilize that support. That's mm-hmm. their choice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if they choose to move forward with their um, decision mm-hmm. to um, to um, die by suicide, then that's not your responsibility because you have done your part in trying to make sure that they had the resources they need. You mm-hmm. cannot make them choose it. You cannot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I know from a human perspective, it can cause some guilt. That's a tough mm-hmm. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tough mm-hmm. one. Absolutely. Absolutely. But just having to remind ourselves that we don't control other people's you know, behavior. I love the way JR got emphatic there. You started hearing her pounding the table. <laughs> she and she was like making table. sure we understood. I love that. I love that. And she was looking straight at me. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Justina. I didn't mean to. Right. So, right. so no, I, I think people, hit. because people really struggle with that a lot sure. yeah. when it comes to this topic. If I don't do enough, right. if I don't right. do enough, then that's going to be on me. I right. dropped the ball in some way. Well, right, I'm just right, trying right. to point out different things because, listen, we've all dealt with someone who we think is just crying wolf over and over right right but not realizing how serious this is right right and they're crying wolf for a purpose right and that's the thing is that we got to get to the core purpose Mm. of why they think this behavior is the way that they need to engage with other people and that's why they need to have more professional now 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 though though we do work with teenagers directly jr uh our audience tends to be a little bit on the older side okay so now we're talking about maybe um upperclassmen, collegiates, post-collegiates. So, yes, with the teenagers, get the parents involved. I Mm -hmm. got that. That's a great, great, great Mm -hmm. point. Um, Now, when we're dealing with Mm non-teenagers now, now let's Mm -hmm. call them adults adults because they're 18, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say 18 or older. Uh, Now, how do we, uh, what would be the initial way to engage them where, I mean, should we still tell their parents or is it one of those situations where 
we need to work directly with them and the, and a professional. Yes, you will work directly with them and a the professional because they do have a right okay. at 18, whether or not they want their private information divulged. We all know that confidentiality kind of sure. thing. But if you feel like they are a safety issue, yes, you need to do your part in getting them in front of a professional. Got it. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to have our resources on speed dial. So what, let, <laughs> so let me ask saying. you this. If they're, let's say they're 18, but still living at home, it, would it be illegal to step out to their parents? Yes. Okay. It would be. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. HIPAA, Bec- man. HIPAA. I'm yes. telling you. Yes. All right. All right. So okay, HIPAA. You man. need to have their permission. You really do. Oh. Because even wow. if we suspect that somebody 18 or over is really thinking seriously mm-hmm. about harming themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they still have to voluntarily go get treatment. All right, let me ask you about HIPAA. That's a medical thing, it medical is, term. But it covers mental health. Sure. Mm-hmm. But does HIPAA, is HIPAA for the normal person or is it for the counselor and the doctor? HIPAA am, I, am I under HIPAA? You are. Yes, we are, dude. <laughs> we are you so You can't share HIPAA, certain dude. information without people's yes. permission. Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah it complicates us a little You're bit. You're professional. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let, let's say there's a friend of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the 18-year-old. Well, no, I want to cover this. Sure, because sure, sure. You these are questions that rise. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. We should. If mm-hmm. someone's in danger mm-hmm. and the only person I know is their parents... If there's a safety issue, you absolutely can break HIPAA. Absolutely. If you if you and, really feel like this person is in danger. Suicide is a danger. So if 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 we if we say if the person says, Man, I, I really can't take any more, I need to take my life, I can't take it anymore, I'm I'm gonna do this. So there's a difference between intention and ideation. So let's clear that up. Okay. okay. Give us that. Give okay. us that. So we can have ideation, which is the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is not necessarily a safety issue of intention. Mm. Okay. Okay. If I come to you and I say, PJ, I want to die. Mm-hmm. That is intention. I want to kill myself. That is intention. So, okay. so what's the difference between what's the what's the term that would make it ideation? I feel like. Okay. Uh, okay. Feelings feel versus like actual concrete. Words, I guess, or behavior. Concrete. Oh, behavior, mm-hmm. behavior more than action. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, if they say to you, "I want to die," or "I feel I I I want to kill myself," then your next question is, "Okay, they have a plan." Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. What is your plan? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But anybody coming to you saying they want to kill themselves, you already have the right to pull the trigger. To see that, seek that out. that's a good thing to know mm-hmm. because obviously we talk about HIPAA and then we say, "Well, that's illegal." But we need to know mm-hmm. when when Anytime we can break HIPAA. things are sure. say unsafe. Anything you know that it's right. unsafe, and that's important to know because mm-hmm. I don't feel like, you know, obviously legal things tie tie your hands, but I think someone's life is a little more important than your than your legal troubles. The legalities of it all, sure. I mean, if we're talking well, safety issues, danger. absolutely, Trump. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, and so that's we. You know, if you, you really believe this person is in danger, right? Yes, right. you I can agree. trump HIPAA. So, so that's why it's important to know what questions to ask, mm-hmm. and and what is the order that you want to address this. Because in the end of the day, uh, we want to be in compliance, and we want to make sure that we we have the best interests of of whoever we're talking uh, with or speaking with. And 
at the same time, we have to know, look, we could be uh, we could be the ones that help somebody stay alive um, based on our actions. Right. Even though it's not our responsibility mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after we follow our steps. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is life or death we're talking about right. here. And right. it's, it's a vulture importance. This is why we're having this conversation. This is why we have this episode. And this is why we brought a professional in. <laughs> so just just for clarity's sake. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I mean, is there anything you think we missed? Is there anything you think that would be the ultimate takeaway? I mean, I, 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 I just believe we need to have this conversation. Yes. And we need to develop connections well you know um here's uh, i i don't i don't know if this is how we want to wrap it up but i'll i'll share this um for any parent that is listening understand that it is okay to have conversations with your kids not only is it okay it's imperative right and even if they are around suicide like we said, talking about it isn't going to encourage your child or the person to complete suicide or attempt it. Like mm-hmm. that, that's not what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. However, it will give you a pulse of what's going on in your child's mind. And it could lead to other things that you can address that could maybe prevent in the future their desire to try to solve their pain by attempting suicide so don't be afraid to ask the hard questions your child needs to know that you care Mm -hmm. and the more you have open and honest conversations with your kids the easier it'll be for them to come to you Mm -hmm. if they're Mm -hmm. having these thoughts and that's why you have to create a safe space for your children that's it especially when they become teenagers because developmentally they're going to start moving away from you as they're transitioning out of your home um and so it's important for them to know and be able to not just know but feel Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. okay that you're not going to judge them Mm -hmm. you're not going to um reprimand them Mm -hmm. um, or make them feel bad because they come to you with something that's pretty tough so you've got to create the emotional place for them to feel safe right to be able to share and the way that you do that is really um allowing them to talk about whatever without judgment there you go and to get to that safe place understand that you are not responsible for all of your child's decisions in other words if your child is having ideations it's not your fault right right okay and and i think that this is big because as parents we want to be Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. perfect parent Mm -hmm. to our kid but like justina said earlier we have freedom of choice and your kid is going to reach an age where they're going to be able to choose what they're going to do. And there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. except true. pray for them. Right. But go beyond just prayer and understand that you're not responsible for everything and every decision that they make. However, you can choose to love them despite it all. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. Like Jesus loves us. There you go. Yes. And we can do that for everyone that's around us. So. At some point, we're going to have to have a parenting, a parenting podcast. I mean, probably not. <laughs> I wasn't, not, probably not I wasn't with our trying group. to turn it into a parenting podcast. Nah, I just nah, had parents nah, ask there's me. Some, some things that Justina said that I'm just like, okay, I need some help here. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, all I'm saying is I've had parents ask me, 
right? Yes. And yeah. and they have uh, kids in college, mm-hmm. and they've asked me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what I'm saying. Look, it's not too late. It's never too late to try to build a relationship with your kid. Um, yeah, okay, it might have been roughed in the teenage years. You're probably not available, whatever. It's never too late. Never too late. It's not going to look maybe how you ideally wanted it to, but just have a relationship, and it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. I'm, it wasn't my... Well, anyways, what? No, I know it's not your point. <laughs> I was just... I went down that rabbit hole because, like I said, right. I've had... So I'm not the only one who goes down rabbit holes. Just... <laughs> All right, JR? Nobody ever look, said nobody look, said it was you. I'm just saying I got blamed at the beginning of this podcast. Look, our podcast I was feeling judged. Our podcast should be should be have a sub name, which is rabbit holes. Because we do those all the time. Diversity hill rabbit holes. We should have just a rabbit holes po- uh, uh, episode. See? Episode. See, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going down rabbit holes right now. So <laughs> there you I mean, go. Are we? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, here we are. Yeah, Anyways, totally PJ. Are. Uh oh, where they can reach you. Where can they reach me? Yeah. Well, they can reach the podcast. Sure. Well, that. Well, you're the. Okay. On on what? Yeah. Well, there are two different ways. You you have one. Yeah. At okay. diversityonahill at gmail dot All right. And, and then you? Uh, you could probably reach out to me on the Instagram. Probably. Find find me at the same place. <laughs> I hope they find you. At yeah. IG. I mean, like the, you're I'll the one ev- who runs that. Yeah, but I'll vent- I'll eventually read it. <laughs> no, nah, I read them. I read them. Oh mercy, Lord. I read them. So we do want to hear from you. Believe you me. Um, anyhow, PJ's gonna pray for us too because yeah, this I really is just appreciate the here. opportunity to come to this conversation. Oh, thank you, Justina. Mm-hmm. We weren't gonna let you go that easily, but yeah, yeah we are so glad that you came and, and dropped some knowledge on us. And obviously, we're gonna have you back at some point because yes, there are yeah, more conversations to be had. And maybe sometime you could just come just for a a, 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 a just a random one, right? Not a like, haymaker, not right. haymaker topic, not one like where these. you have to be the total <laughs> professional on it. Yeah, she's a fun person to talk to. Let yeah, me tell you, I, I'd so. like I'd like to see her in a place where maybe you know maybe I'm the professional in one, but no, nah, there's not one that's gonna happen. Maybe donuts. Nah, maybe donuts. That, that is your spot. Yeah. yeah. Do you like donuts, Justina? I do. Who doesn't like donuts? Uh, listen, there are people if who don't like donuts. Really, I'm not one. Of them. I want to meet them. I'm not one. I want to meet them because I Just don't believe saying. it. I don't believe it. It's all right. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for who you are, and Lord, it was it. It's a tough topic. But we know, Lord, that you are strong enough to deal with any topic. Yes. Lord, we just pray uh, that if anyone is feeling depressed, Mm -hmm. Lord, if anyone right now is feeling like they can't take it anymore, Mm -hmm. Lord, that they will will hear this podcast and realize there is hope. There is hope in you. There is hope in the people around them. Mm -hmm. Lord, lead us to the people we need to be led to. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Lord, may we have faith to know that your word stands that you want life for us and a life abundant. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Lord, we want to claim that promise even when we don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Diversity on a Hill podcast. This is PJ and I'm out. JR and I'm out. Hi, I'm PK here. Many blessings. Till next time. You didn't forget how to do that, PJ. Good. Well, yeah. All right.